A new survey by the Ohio Federation of Teachers found that a vast majority of teachers have serious concerns over returning to the classroom safely amid the coronavirus pandemic. Included in their concerns are everything from how to keep students and staff healthy, how to provide for an effective education while still keeping everyone safe, and how to address the logistics of education from transportation on through mental health. Um, with me today to discuss these concerns is Leah Condon, a high school teacher with the Jackson Milton School District. Leah, thanks for being with us today. No problem. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. So, so Leah, just to get started, from a teacher's perspective, what are your top concerns about restarting in the fall? Well, our my number one concern is just that everyone will be able to be safe. Um, that includes the teachers. That includes my students. Um, that includes um, our custodial staff, our bus drivers, um, there's so many, even the families that we all are going to go home to. Um, so the, the community, the possibility for community spread, um, thinking about um, going back and having that large gathering of people, um, my biggest concern is just can we, if we're going back in person, can we do that safely? for all of the different people that are involved in such a school is such a large undertaking um, that involves so many people. So from your perspective, I mean, what or do you have any specifics in mind as to what you would need to see happen in, in order to do it safely? Um, the social distancing piece, um, I think, is really huge. Um, we were told, um, of course, every district, every building um, is going to be a little different. Um, but we were told they measured our rooms um, and that our rooms are 26 feet by 29 feet. Um, so they calculated that that means that we could have around 20 desks per room safely, social distancing. Um, and that's the six feet? And that's, I. you know what, I'm not 100% sure. So okay. I don't want to answer. <laughs> they, it's between three and six feet um, mm. is the, the number that we keep hearing, um, is that they want us to keep between three and six feet. Um, so they think they can have 20 deaths safely, um, which that may be legitimate, um, but my concern um, is that that still puts 20 people plus me, um, plus I have a teacher aide in some of my classes, so that puts maybe 22 people um, in a, a small room all enclosed together um, when the magic number that we keep hearing from everyone is it's safer to keep groups in 10 and under. Um, so it feels a little bit counterintuitive um, and a little bit uncomfortable to me to be thinking about being in an enclosed room um, with that number of people when we keep hearing to keep gatherings to 10 and under. Um, I've also thought a lot about um, even if we are safely social distancing in the classroom, um, that really is not involving student movement. Um, so maybe they're they're safe social distance wise but that's just sitting at a desk for many hours at a time um, especially for our young ones um, and for a lot of them that'll mean just staring at a screen um, and some of these things that we know that as as teachers we're trained um, is not the best way for students to learn and yet that is what we're going to kind of be forced into um, in order to keep them physically safe with so many of us in the room. Certainly. I mean, we've all seen these, those images out of Georgia where there's the hallway and it's packed with hundreds of kids. And there's, uh, 
I, I haven't seen a lot in any district that really accounts for that. Have, have you? Um, well, I will say that our district, one of the things um, that they have been working on is coming up with a staggered schedule for leaving classes for the students that move. So um, they're trying to, I know, for example, our middle school is um, going to be releasing just the sixth grade students, letting them get safely to their next class, then just the seventh grade, then just the eighth grade, or at least that's the current plan. I guess we should make sure, um, you know, this is as of August. Um, I'm not even sure our date today, uh, August 11th. 11th. Um, yeah, it, it keeps changing, you know, so things could change tomorrow and we might have to make a different plan. But um, as of right now, that's kind of the plan. So they're staggering it so that we have less kids in the hallway all at once to try to avoid what you were talking about. Um, and they're also coming up with a bathroom schedule um, for, you know, only allowing, uh, you know, a certain class is going to go to the bathroom. Um, and when, when they're all done, um, doing that safely, then the next class can go in the next class so that it's not um, just a, a free-for-all um, with all the people. And now, and, and obviously none of this is easy because even once, uh, once you try and account for all of that, or if you can't account for all of that, then there is the remote option. And there's, there's some pretty serious detrimental downsides to that also everything from abuse that may not get reported to less one-on-one -on -one attention emotional well-being and uh and even a big one for a lot of students in in almost every district is access to food uh can you talk a little about how to balance all of that if uh if we do have to go to more of a hybrid or remote model yeah, um, I will say I, I was really proud of our district, um, how in March when we had to leave so abruptly, um, the bus drivers, the cafeteria workers, um, they all really came together and um, they were able to actually um, have a program where they were delivering food um, to the students that really were the most at need. Um, I was just so impressed. Um, they even the staff um, had a, a little food drive and we um, um, had almost a, a food bank um, kind of thing that was set up for families that really needed that. Um, so yeah, I was really impressed with how the district handled that and, and was able to come through for that specific need. Um, I do think with the going back, the, the online, you're absolutely right. There are concerns. Um, there's the social emotional piece. Um, some people are saying that they um, you know, they and their students are feeling isolated. Um, so I think there's some ways that we can um, mitigate that with online. Um, I know with my students, um, I actually teach high school math, um, but I also um, always incorporate mindfulness um, and even just uh, breathing and um, meditation um, because that's really a skill that I think um, our students really need. Um, just to be able to get through life. Life is stressful, especially right now. Um, so we work on some of those life skills and I continued to do that even through March um, and had a lot of students give me some positive feedback that it really felt like it helped them um, to be able to um, just feel more calm and be able to get themselves to a place where they felt like they could then do the learning because um, no one can learn when you're you know, totally in a terrified crazy state that's hard for, for any of us so um, I think that concern can be mitigated um, even if we're online we can still make some of those connections that we need to 
Now, there was another recent survey um, by something called Healthline Media, and this was a survey of parents. And it showed um, a, a significant amount of anxiety on their part with not, not feeling that they're well-equipped to support online learning. Um, are you hearing from a lot of parents in, in your district, and, and what are they saying to you? Um, well, the first thing I would say is that um, I wouldn't expect that online learning would be the same that it was back in March. Uh, we were thrown into that situation almost immediately. It was, we became instant online teachers. Um, we were all just sort of, um, we were bombarded by, here's a um, hundred websites that you could use to teach online and ready, go, pick what's best. Um, and I think parents got some of that trickled down too, where we even as staff would be, we'd be getting emails. Oh, here's 50 different websites. Let's send it to parents just so they could try it and see what works best for their kid. Um, so I think that, especially now, if, if we really are taking the time to go into the school year with a plan for remote learning, uh, we'll be able to make it much more streamlined, make it much less overwhelming. Um, but I also feel, too, that parents should not feel um, that they need to recreate the school environment or recreate the school situation that they're not going to be able to and they're not trained to do that they shouldn't feel like they need to do that um i think that i mean i have a kindergartner and i'm not going to be expecting that i know how to teach kindergarten because i've been trained in how to teach high school math students um so i, I wouldn't want them to try to recreate uh, you know parents i would encourage them if they have to do remote learning uh, to do try to create a space for um that is conducive to learning and that it, you know, a place where they can have relative quiet, a place where maybe they, you know, can be able to focus, uh, where they have, if they need a pencil and paper, you know, to scratch and write things down on, they have that. But um, yeah, I, I would just really encourage them not to try to stress out and, and feel like they need to be the teacher. Um, you know, there's no replacing that the training that the teachers have had. Um, so I feel strongly that they um, should really, if they have concerns or if their student's not getting something or if they don't understand the instructions or something, um, just reach out. Um, every All the staff that I know that I work with, uh, we're more than happy to clarify or to, to give extra help as needed. So, just Now, should parents, should they be doing anything right now to prepare their kids for the school year? Oh, great question. Um, if... In my opinion, I would say um, starting to, to really talk about, um, especially for the younger ones, how if they're going to go in person, how it's, it's going to look very different. Um, all of the district plans are starting to come out. Um, and I know we have a meeting coming up this week, so I, you know, I may not know all the details of ours yet, but you know, we are going to be wearing masks. We are going to be you know, having those schedules we talk about with the bathroom schedules. We are going to be um, you know, social distancing. Um, lunch is going to look different. We're going to be spread farther apart. Um, so, you know, talking with students so that they kind of can be prepared and expecting that difference. Um, talking with them that we may need to go online at some point um, and how you know that may be a sudden change and just be ready for it. So, um, I mean, I guess just to wrap up, in your view, do you think that we're ready for this or 
do you think that it is better for more districts to be leaning towards a remote start and easing back in? In my opinion, um, we it feels to me like we are rushing headlong into in-person, full-time school um, when we still have so many questions about, do we, are we going to have enough substitutes? What are we going to do if someone gets sick? Um, what are we going to, you know, when does the, the chain stop of, I have 20 kids in my classroom, they are going into then other classrooms and per, perhaps infecting another, perhaps infecting another, you know, we, we just have so many questions. Um, and to me, we're just rushing too far, too fast. Um, so I, I would like to see more, more schools um, leaning toward starting out the year with an online, getting our students to be able to, um, you know, get started with that and, and having all our students, staff, families, all of us um, starting out feeling safe. And then going from there and trying to, you know, once we feel like we have some more questions and we have a better plan in place uh, where everyone can feel safe, then moving forward and kind of easing our way into it rather than just jumping in for the sake of let's just jump in. That's just what we usually do. There's just too much unknown still then. That is how it feels to me personally. Is there anything else that you would like to add or think that people need to know about about? where we stand right now? Um, I think the biggest thing is, is just know that we all, the administration, the, the teachers, the parents, I really feel like we are all doing our best to do what's right for our students. Um, and no matter what, the, the teachers, we're going we're gonna to make things work. Um, if we are going back in person, we're going to make it work. We're going to do the best we can to keep them safe. Um, but just know that, that we are people too. We are, you know, we have families. Um, we have, you know, people that are high risk in our families. We ourselves are high risk, many of us. Um, so it is really scary. So just, um, I hope we all can kind of treat one another with grace um, and just do the best we can to, to keep everyone safe. Do you think that school districts face any liability about, you know, if people start to get sick? To be honest, I, I don't really know how to answer that question. Um, I know, I just think in, in personal experience, uh, colds, uh, the common cold, within about two weeks of going back to school, it's, it's like a huge swath of our population, just we all have colds. And we just know it's back to the year, we're getting back together. Uh, and so I just think for something that is, it, the virus right now is so much even more contagious than that. Um, it's so much easier to catch. And it just makes me think, oh my goodness, it, if, if just a cold goes through like wildfire, what's, what's this going to do? And that just, that feels scary. Absolutely. Well, Leah, thank you very much for taking the time and I appreciate it. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thank you so much for um, just letting me share some of my thoughts.